0: Hello, and welcome back to Box to Box. I'm Alex Perry, joined as usual by Jeff Asahauser, and we have another exciting week of Premier League fixtures to break down, as well as several to look ahead to. So, Jeff, I want to start off with the first match of the week. Liverpool-Burnley, 2-0. Comfortable as you like for Jurgen Klopp's side in front of a full Anfield?
1: Yeah, the... Uh, the- <laughs> The big news was that this was exactly what we thought it was going to be. Liverpool won, and it was still unwatchable. And I refuse to spectate Burnley games ever.
0: I mean, what is interesting, though, is that, you know, pretty routine win for Liverpool, no doubt. But Klopp came out after the game um, and was very critical of how Burnley had, of Burnley's physicality. Um, And he thought that took it too far. And, I mean, I am inclined to agree with him on that, I, but the, I guess the, the the real question is here, right? We're seeing like refs be more lenient with fouls and want to let the games flow, and I think a lot of people are excited about that. But uh, perhaps it can, it's could, it's coming it a, too far. You know, what it I mean? already has
1: gone too far, and we'll get to that later. Um, but yeah, I think. I think if there was any team that was going to look at uh, referees being more lenient and say, oh, sweet, let's kill You've some people, it would have been Burnley. Burnley.
0: Yeah,
1: undoubtedly. So, you know, from that perspective, I, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised Klopp's upset that it happened to him. Um Klopp has a history of being a little too mad at Burnley, so I take everything he says with a little grain. Of, he's not wrong, but everything he says about Burnley comes with a little bit of a grain of salt.
0: And I think Ole made a similar remark as well, um, about if I'm not wrong, just about the the fact that refs are not are not really like stopping the um, stopping the games as, as frequently. Yeah, as, I mean as they should.
1: I, Ole has a particular foul in mind where um, apparently. If you take your leg and you put it in front of someone, and at the same time you put your elbow between their shoulder blades and you push them over, then it's not a foul, and game should continue to be played. Yeah,
0: I, I think, I mean, the Premier League has to find like a middle ground, and they, yeah, I by the looks of it, are struggling to to do that.
1: Or it or admit when you're wrong. Like it's fine to like you want to let the game play a little more, but on the big ones, admit when you're wrong. And, yeah. and like uh, on that one, they clearly got it wrong. And they, they went and they took a look at it and said, Nope, that's not a foul. We're good. I think there's another problem with the Premier League. They never just admit when they got it wrong. There's always an attempt to justify yeah. a decision when clearly
0: it's wrong. And, and the I rest think of the footballing community knows that knows
1: I that think well. this is, this is better in the sense that um, even if we end up with like even rougher football, that, um, that definitely should have more whistles in it it's better than the alternative where guys are going down in the box and like, particularly I will take this in order to not get the game. That's decided by three penalties.
0: Or yeah. I mean, I I mean, I I would take this over a game that stopped every 30 seconds. Um, And I I feel like that was, that was a huge issue last week because, or not not last year um, because refs just didn't really allow the game to flow. And it was frustrating for the fans. And I think we're seeing a lot more games have become a lot more dynamic. I think there's another dimension to them. Now that they're a lot more free-flowing, free-flowing, and I enjoy that. But at the same yeah. time, I just feel like the refs do maybe need to dial back just a tad. Um, yeah. Because, you know, we have to stick to the rules of the game.
1: Yeah, the refs are going to do a little bit better job of, of not swallowing their whistles. And they'll get used to it a little more. I think, um, you know, somewhere up from a mountain on high, the Premier League is going to come down and say, hey, we meant it, but mostly in the box. Like, you still got to call fouls, guys.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's, I mean, it, you know, clean as you like for Liverpool. And, and really, you know, nothing, nothing unexpected from them so far to start the season. They've been doing exactly what they were supposed to be doing. And, yeah, I mean, things are going well. Um, I, I don't know. Yeah, I'll say surprised to see them uh, up there with Liverpool is West Ham. The last game of the week on Monday, currently sitting atop the table. Thanks uh, to I believe
0: that's four goals in both their opening two games for West Ham. It is. It they is, conceded yeah.
1: two in their first, uh, and and just the one.
0: One against a ten man Leicester. But yeah,
1: but I, that you don't expect Leicester to go down to ten every week. Uh, Perez with just an absolutely terrible, terrible mistake and definitely a mistake. No malice in it, but uh, you know a clear mistake that deserves a red card. And I mean, I the, don't, the game game was gone from like Leicester hadn't gone after really. Lester hadn't really shown chances of fighting back before he got sent off for that 10-15 that minute stretch there. And then to add on a red card. They they did finally show some fight at the end of the game and Nick won back, but but then Wester got mean, two more.
0: I'm starting to wonder what Perez really offers to decide because I'm gonna pull up the stats right now. Um I, I don't, you know, for a forward, I, I think he he has to deliver far more in front of the goal than than he does. I mean, I'm looking at the 19, the twenty last season. Two goals in twenty-five games, and with, with not the cast, enough. with the cast, especially with the the level of support he has at Leicester from creative players like Harvey Barnes or James Killings Madison, or James Madison, right? You know, f- for a team of Leicester's ambitions, which is Champions League football, maybe a late, you know, maybe a late run in the Europa League, you, you have to do better than that. And I, you know, and that, the fact that he's getting himself sent off, I'm just not. No, it's it's not good enough. Yeah, um, it really is not good
1: enough for the the quality of Leicester and and you. My mean, question
0: is, where's DACA? I think they signed DACA. I think he showed so much promise at Red Bull Salzburg. I thought that was an excellent move. And he's not. He's
1: he's, he's he's coming from playing in the Austrian league to an extra brutal version of the Premier League. Let's give everyone a month. Anyone new this year, especially with the way the refs are calling it, gets about a month of leniency. Where it's you know, let's get used to playing. Uh, with this particular style, uh, particularly yeah, the, way, the upgrade in skill from from an Austrian league but the up way, to the, way
0: the way you press. get the way you get used to um, playing is by playing, and he's made. I mean, obviously, there's only been two games. He's played in one of them, uh, and he came on as a sub. And I guess that's understandable to, you know in, in his debut, but. Still, I'm, I'm I'm really hoping to see more of him. Uh, yeah, that, in, that, in that change will future. happen so I think he's a lot to offer, and certainly more than Iosu Perez.
1: Yeah, that change will happen sooner than later, but you still have to earn it in practice every day. That that's how you earn your playing time. Is not you know, you have to you have to go out there and do it in practice every day and show your your manager, show you know, show the guy making the team selection that you are better than Perez. Otherwise, you know, you're never even going to get the opportunity. But I mean, elsewhere in the Prem. Some uh, some really boring ball between a couple of relegation candidates in Palace and Brentford. And, uh, yeah, early on, I feel pretty decent about my pick that Palace is going to be in trouble. Um, it's just... Yeah, I, certainly
0: I, not a very convincing start to them. I mean, having said that, they obviously played a you know a way at Chelsea isn't the ideal way to open your campaign. No, um, but
1: it's particularly... Just like the lack of any goals against Brentford is a problem. That's a a Brentford team that's not even comfortable playing Premier League defense yet. They haven't gone back to their little shell, you know, typical promoted style where they, you know, take a couple of months trying to play ambitious football and then, you know, bunker back up once they get beat down. Brentford hasn't been beat down yet, and Palace didn't take advantage.
0: That's true. And not only did Palace not take advantage, Brentford had twice as many shots against Palace um, as as Palace did. So you know, just when you talk about that ambition, it looks like Brentford is showing that. And e- even though they have been more ambitious going forward, it's two games in a row, two clean sheets. Not bad.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Not bad. I mean, uh, I think that this is, it's not necessarily a dream start, but if you told Brentford fans, you're, you're going to start with Arsenal and palace and you're going to have a win and a draw and no goals allowed. I think they'd sign up every time and they'd ex- probably expect the win came against palace and it was a nil nil draw with Arsenal, but I think they still take it for sure.
0: Absolutely. Um, moving on to Leeds United Everton. I have to say, I, I I was kind of expecting more from Leeds this season. And again, you know, you have to, we can't stress this enough just how, how early it is. But first few games haven't really been all that convincing for me. I thought, I mean, obviously they got hammered by United. Um, and then here chasing the game twice uh, against, you know, at, at home to Everton. This is their second season in the Premier League, and I think I just feel like we should be seeing more initiative from them, more control over games, um, especially with the way Bielsa wants to set his team up to play, which is just high tempo, high pressing, attacking, attacking football.
1: It, we're not seeing it, are we? No, I mean I, we're seeing some of it, but there's it feels like it's just you know the gears are grinding a little bit. He needs some WD 40. Um, it's, it's just not clean. I mean, there's a lot of guys getting in behind that that don't, you know, it happens at least that, that when you play that man style, guys get caught out, people get in behind, especially when they're switching between the center backs and the defensive midfielders. But it's, it, I just expect that, you know, it might be a couple months before they really hit their stride. And And that was true last year, but they need to pick it up faster if they want to stay competitive. Exactly.
0: I mean, for, for the start of the season, we, we were talking about potentially um, a run for one of the European places and the way they're playing right now, it just, you don't really see how it's going to happen. Obviously long way to go, but I, yeah. I, I, do, I do agree with you. They absolutely need to step it up.
1: I mean, on, on the one hand, yes. On the other hand, if they keep delivering bangers like this, I think their fans will be very happy with the results. I mean, Rafinha hit one so clean to, that was a strike. to even it up. And one they, of, yeah. yeah, they, I mean, two out of their three goals this year have been absolute peaches.
0: Screamers, yeah. I'm so glad I had Luke Ayling in my fantasy team going into (laughs) match week one um, because that paid off. But we talked about how Leeds United need to step up. Speaking of a team that did step up, Manchester City. uh, I don't think you
1: could have scripted this better in terms of, like, Man City, disappointing result against, uh, you know, top six side. Comma, now they play Norwich. (laughs) Like, yeah. <laughs> this is. Yeah. This is about as sign sealed and delivered a five nil as there has ever been, and they play Burnley twice a year.
0: It, it was, it was as certain that they would win this game by five goals as it is that they're going to get Sophia in the group stage draw. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Absolutely. I mean, there's not really much to talk about here. Man City just ran away with it. This is the Man City that we, you know, have come to expect to see over the past few years. Uh, Jack Grealish off the mark for for his new club the hundred million pound man but I mean it's pretty pretty routine for them as for Norwich uh, you know Liverpool Man City could be harder could be easier ways to to start the season but eight goals conceded zero scored welcome back to the Premier League
1: yeah yeah for real um I mean they're honestly you know if if we don't see changes in the very near future we expect them to yo-yo again because when they go down i truly expect that they have the caliber to come back up again but when they come up i don't expect them to stay up and exactly it makes them a whole lot of money and it doesn't you know it doesn't hurt them to to you know until the fans start to get bored of winning the championship every other year it's it's gonna be a productive business model and you don't have to like it (laughs) but it's in their business model to
0: get relegated that's their plan
1: I mean, you can't win the championship every other year if you don't get relegated that's when true. you go up. That,
0: that, that is a big brain move right there.
1: Yeah, and um, uh, I, mean, I mean,
0: honestly, are, are Norwich run better than Arsenal? I mean, we'll, we, we'll get to that, but because I, I have a lot of comments I want to make on just how poorly Arsenal are run as a club, and that's obviously very clear, but are Norwich run better than Arsenal? That's that's our question to you, our listeners. Let us uh, know what you I, think.
1: <laughs> I mean, we'll, we'll find out shortly, uh, given that Arsenal now get to go visit City next weekend, which should be That's true. Yeah, so, so, terrifying yeah. for them. So if Arsenal... Um,
0: lo- if Arsenal I mean, they're going to lose by less than five goals. Uh, ah! so, <laughs> even for Arsenal. Um, but before we get to that, uh, let's just quickly run by Brighton Watford. I got to say, Brighton, looking strong to start the season. Uh, Neil Mopé has looked very good. Basuma, again, just what a presence in the midfield! I thought Lalana played well. Um, pretty start, pretty solid start to the season for them. I think. Yeah. You know, I think a comfortable um, mid-table finish is is in order here.
1: the The question for them really becomes: What happens during the tr- stretch of the year where Mope um, loses his shooting boots and just can't finish anything? Because it will happen. It may not be for as long as it was last year, but there will come a stretch of a month or a month and a half where Mope can't finish, and the rest of the team also can't finish, and Will they be able to squeeze out results?
0: His name is Adam Alana, my friend.
1: No, and um, he is hideous.
0: Uh, no, um, Adam Alana is a good-looking dude. I don't know what you're talking <laughs> about, but I mean, I think the ultimately in the long in the long run throughout the season it's not going to be concerned because I feel like there are a lot of other teams just by virtue of the fact that there are other teams who are over reliant on one forward, right? I mean, even Leicester at times when the goals dried up for for Jamie Vardy the team's results really, really began to decline. Um, so yes, there will be a difficult path for them as there is for pretty much every team, uh, every mid-table team. But still, I think they'll be able to cope quite comfortably for, for a mid-table finish, no doubt. Yeah,
1: yeah, you do expect them at the end of the day to, to take care of business uh, and, and in the sense that they won't be in that relegation fight, surely.
0: So next up, Jeff, uh, for, you know, if United are going to win the league, You'd expect Listen, them to be beating teams like Southampton.
1: Yes. Um, but, you know, at the same time, drop points happen every year. No one expected to finish at, you know, 114 or whatever. Um, and the this team showed me kind of exactly why I think that, you know, this is going to be a tough campaign for them. And and yet still, you know, I was very optimistic because a few things happened that, that really um, – won't happen consistently in the future. The amount of dangerous set pieces to have none of them go in is truly, you know, kind of fluky in the sense that I expect at least one of those corners, the amount of corners where the ball was squirting around or, you know, headers just misplaced by, by Pogba and McTominay and, and, you know, plenty of guys where I expect them to put those on target more often than not. Uh, So, you know, luck broke against them in that sense. Luck also broke against them in the sense that uh, Marcial started. Um, and I guess that's more Ole's decision than anything, but yanked off at halftime for Sancho tells me everything I need to know. Greenwood should be up top. Marcial should be off to, you know, play at some other club. And Sancho should be starting on the right. Like I expect for Wolves this weekend that Greenwood starts up top, Sancho starts on the right, and Pogba starts on the left. And, and I mean, Lindelof may – be replaced by Veron we'll see if Veron is ready uh and integrated into the team well enough for that yet but there are still pieces to add uh this is a team that should have had a goal and a half in the first half and didn't and that's that's the real problem is is the finishing but when Cavani's missing when Rashford's missing when Sancho doesn't play the first half uh when Martial is as anemic as he is um get him out of there please 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 then you expect not to be as lethal but they still like their one goal very lucky uh to squirt through the legs of the worst keeper in the prem and and the one goal they allowed was off a massive deflection from Fred and uh, should have been called back because Bruno got run over like a train and apparently we alluded to this earlier refs aren't calling fouls and that was rather embarrassing um but i
0: i, I mean he, the thing for me is one, I mean, uh, my my condolences, your one week stay at the top of the table is is over. Um we'll be back it, next it, week it, when yeah, Liverpool lose. It, be, yeah, um, you know, and West Ham lose and Chelsea lose, lose and Brighton until, lose. It'll be another year until we see that. Um, so I hope you enjoyed it while it lasted. But I think what, what is concerning for me is that like you mentioned, I think there's gonna be very few very fine margins at the end of the season. Yeah, and this that, is this is one of those that yeah. Yeah, and and what it really comes down to for a team that really should be competing for the title with the talent on their side, like Man United, is you have to take your chances and you have to be clinical in front of goal. That separates the winners from everyone else. That's going to separate. You know, we talked about probably a seven-point gap, possibly even lower uh, between first and fourth, and these are sort of games that determine that.
1: Yeah, and it's, I I mean, I I seriously believe that uh, Cavani has a hat trick in the first half in this game. And uh,
0: Yeah, <laughs> I think once Rashford, I mean, what's what's positive for me is that I thought United controlled the game well. I thought that obviously the fact that they're creating chances and serious opportunities in front of a goal is is a very good sign. Um, you know, at the start of the season, it's, it's common to just focus on performances and whether or not the team is playing well and how that would bode for them for the rest of the season. I, I think performance-wise, you can't take too many issues. I mean, no, the, in the midfield, you know what I mean? It's the just issues,
1: more, yeah. The issues you have to take are with individual performances. Uh, right. I, think, I think the back line played very well. Um, I, I think that most of the midfield was good. I think the problem in our midfield is really particularly, uh, Matic just seemed to be like, he seems fine on the defensive duties, but against Southampton, that's not really what you need as much. Mm-hmm. And he just seems like he's an extra second or an extra two seconds slow on redistributing the ball. And, and he's not quite always going to the right spots. And I think McTominay is just such a better option in there. He's not quite as slow and match's uh, matches. Legs are really, are really showing there. And then Marcial is his holdup play is gone, which was the best thing about him. Um, uh, Pogba's kind of cemented himself over there on that left wing in, in the four, two, three, one. So I don't see a spot for Marcial because up top, he's not as good as Greenwood. And on the right, he's not as good as Sancho. And especially when you add Cavani and Rashford to that mix.
0: Right. And, and the you, goals will come. I mean, once, once they return from injury, you'd expect the goals will come.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, Cavani will, will be match fit. It, maybe potentially for Wolves, but maybe uh, another week. But, yeah, I expect Sancho to start. I expect Greenwood to start up top. And I think, you know, to to spend 45 minutes in the first half learning your lesson that Martial can't be trusted this year and that he'll be, uh, you know – you know, pot three, pot four, Champions League group stage game. He'll be an EFL Cup game. He'll be an early round FA Cup game kind of player is is good knowledge to have. Like, unfortunately, Martial should be starting about the same number of games this year as Dan James. Right. Which is a, a fall from grace for him, but it's one where he's been this consistently bad with his holdup play. And I know he wants to play in off the left, but how can you realistically play him ahead of Rashford off the left or him. ahead of yeah. Pogba off the left? And... The, the pass chart that I, I find on uh, the Red Devils sub that shows how the players are connected in terms of who was passing to who very often um, showed really almost like a, like a weird formation where we had kind of four at the back and then we had Fred and Matic in like this little double pivot and then directly ahead of them was Pogba and Bruno in kind of a, a similar like a box midfield. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's so like a four, two, two, four, two, two. And then it was Sancho clearly on the right and Pogba had kind of slid into the midfield and Martial was not connected to anyone. Everyone right. else had at least yeah. two people that they had passing connections with and Martial connected with no one. He was yeah, out so there why, on an why, island. Why did
0: he start? Uh,
1: yeah. You have to think it's because Sancho can't play 90. And, and this is where I like, I think that genuinely Ole made a mistake and and he learned it because you know, off the top of your head, you're thinking, okay, Marcial's probably a better player than Dan James. So we should probably be playing him in ahead of Dan James when we can. But I mean, compared to last week, I think the team looks more lethal with with Dan James on the wing and and Greenwood going forward. And now that Sancho can play even just 60 minutes, get him starting and put him over on the right. And I don't expect Marcial to start.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think, again, his, his appearances will be limited this season, or at least yeah. should be given the other talent uh, in, in his position within yeah, that squad.
1: I mean, you want to talk about a team that the result ended up going in their favor, but a team that should have piled on way more goals than they did is Chelsea against this, just anemic Arsenal side. Yeah. I mean, Chelsea I th- should have had uh Baker's dozen goals. And instead it, they came away they, with two. They,
0: they could have won this game four nil. I mean, the fact they could I have won Ars- this game
1: six nil, eight nil, 10 nil.
0: Very fortunate to only lose by two. Uh, and, and look, both of Chelsea's goals as well, man. It was just too easy for them.
1: Yeah, yeah. It, that's, it, was,
0: just, it was seamless. I, it it looked like training ground stuff. Really? I mean, I mean, Reece James had so much space when he assisted Lukaku and then scored himself with with a pretty neat finish. But yeah, Tierney's positioning and Tierney was, I think, was one of the few bright spots in Arsenal's campaign last year. But has I, not been impressive so far. But
1: well, I, think, I really think that this particular, like, yes, these mistakes are on Tierney, and that his positioning is terrible. Positioning, but it's particular. Like, I, I'm almost like want to forgive him because we saw what he did last year, and we know that he, like, you know how bad it is when your wing, when your wing back wants to come in and sit centrally. It means he doesn't trust the center defenders at all, and he's so, right. See, that's a thing. Yeah. Well, yeah, not only like,
0: that, but then where's Jaka? why isn't Jaka dropping back as yeah. but I think there, there, are question, there are questions to be asked about where Jaka's yeah. positioning was because he it's, was also in no man's land and I think he has to, he has defensive commitments that he's ignoring and that's I mean you would think it's forcing tyranny essentially but uh, you cannot you cannot give Reese James or any right winger that much space in that area within your own 18 yard box it's
1: it's a joke yeah I mean uh, it's just it's not good enough Uh Pablo Mari and, and Granit Xhaka are really, I think more to blame for, for those goals because well, let me tell you, left backs, left backs that are inside the box are not happy uh, to be there. And, yeah. and that, that's the fault of the guys around them making them come inside because I promise you, if those two players are, uh, you know, Fred and Veron or Fabinho and Van Dijk or, you know, Diaz and Fernandinho, then that's a left-back who's staying wide and, exactly. and staying man-on-man man with Rhys James because they have the confidence in the players behind them. And more importantly, the players behind them are actually behind them. Where were those guys on those goals? Like, that,
0: that, that's a question. It, I mean, I, I kind of want to... I kind of want to ask... I mean, is it... Are we judging Arsenal too early or, or not here? Because it just feels like there hasn't... You'd at least like to see some sort of change... After, after summer going into the next season and what we have seen change, they've gotten worse.
1: Um, Yeah. Let's, let's, let's give that. I mean, obviously we're not going to see change against uh, against city. That's going to be another ugly result. So I guess you have to look for the, the week at, I mean, give them an international break where, I mean, outside of a handful of like, how many guys on arsenal do you expect to leave for international break? Tierney will be gone to Scotland. Jaco will be gone to Switzerland, but that's it. Uh, Saka may or may not get called up for England. Uh, and it has nothing to do with his performance, but it might be that, like, especially after that World Cup, that they're like, yeah, Saka, stay, you know, just like, you know, it's a World Cup qualifier against two teams you don't care about, you know, yeah. no reason to bring him back into the England limelight. But the other option could be bring him back immediately, get him starting, remind the English fans why they love him. But right. there's a chance that Arteta, you know, basically says outside of Shock, outside of uh, Xhaka and, and Kieran Tierney, everyone else get back in the side and we're going to drill for an extra week.
0: I mean, I think the question is though with with Arsenal and and particularly with Arteta, I, I almost wonder what what it's going to take for for Arsenal to sack him because I think there's an argument to be made that you know Chelsea, um, Brentford um, or Man City, Chelsea and particularly Brentford, uh, yes, you heard that correctly, are obviously a very difficult start to the campaign. Arsenal, we're missing some key some key names. Uh,
1: Ben White did not appear. I mean, Rob Holding as a center back is... Ben White had a howler
0: uh, against against Brentford, so I don't know how much of a difference he really would have made just judging off of his his debut. Uh,
1: Rob Holding is pretty terrible. I think the problem was that Rob Holding wasn't punished by the Chelsea defenders, or by the Chelsea attackers for the fact that he could have had three howlers, um, but Chelsea just couldn't score.
0: Right. And and by the way, uh, after... I'm trying to. Th- I'm trying to think who are. Okay, so Arsenal are at home to Norwich after after Man and City, and then they go to
1: Burnley, which I honestly Burnley. expect them to draw or lose. To if we're being honest, and
0: then and then uh, the North London Derby, right? And, so it's going to be a rough start for for Arteta now. You know, will he be sacked
1: by like post North London Derby and pre start of October where he gets Brighton? I could see him fired at the end of September. I really but, but, could. But,
0: but, but my question is though, right? If if Arsenal were going to sack him, I feel like they've had so much reason to sack him already that i I almost wonder what it's going to take i mean i I really wonder if to a certain extent it's going to take them being in a relegation battle for for Arsenal's ownership to wake up um, but that's yeah and you know obviously are, are they bottom on the table right now oh almost almost okay, only on goal difference um not yet. they. Oh, I mean, be, we're two
1: games in, and, and they're, if they were. they're snuck ahead of Norwich on goal difference, and they're tucked firmly behind Newcastle uh, because they haven't scored yet. Arsenal That's, are two games in against Bremford and Chelsea and haven't scored, have a negative four goal difference, and are at 19th, and yeah, that gonna is get beautiful. A lot, and it's going
0: to get worse next week when they play Man City. Um, oh my goodness. It, it, it's they not a question they might you're...
1: genuinely be the bottom of the table next week, especially oh, yeah. if... Who do who do all these winless teams have? I mean, I don't expect Wolves to get any points, but I don't expect their goal difference to be worse than Arsenal's. It's, um, it's not a
0: question of whether Man City will win this game or not. Who's going to take the point? It's a matter of how many goals, how much Man City will win by. Um, and I don't know. Maybe that will come back to bite me. But I doubt it. Yeah, so do I. Um, because right, there's, so, there's no spirit I mean, in this team.
1: Let's, right. let's just get right to it then, since we're, since we're on the subject. We're going to be predicting three games this week. We're going to start with Man City-Arsenal, and how ugly do you want to get?
0: Part of me really wants to say 5-0, and I'm not even joking. Um, having said that, I think, you know, if Aubameyang's back, if Partey—well, I don't know how long Partey's out for. Um, I'll, I'll be modest and say 3-0 City.
1: Oh, you should see the spreadsheet we keep our uh, predictions in because I've currently got three 0 in there for myself. So we don't disagree on this one even a little bit. Yeah, which um, is incredible. Um, uh, the next game we're going to be predicting, which is absolutely the, actually, game. we'll come back to the game of the week last. We'll we'll go over to the the best game on Sunday, which is the this Wolves United matchup. United goes on the road again. Uh, not quite as far south this time. Only uh only down to Wolverhampton, and I mean. <sighs> If I, I if be, I knew I for certain
0: about this, wolves have yeah, not been I, convincing at all.
1: No, they haven't been convincing against Spurs. They they weren't convincing in the opening match against Leicester, but man, I if I was certain that Martial wouldn't start, I would get ugly with my score. And because he's not, I'm gonna stay conservative. I think this is finally our first clean sheet. I think that uh, you know, De Gea gets his closed on Sunday for the first time this year, and and it's 2-0 United. I don't expect it that, to get is, uglier than that. That is
0: exactly what my score is as well. Um, I, I would go
1: with 2-0. Fine, I'll take on... 3. Fine, I'll take is 3. It,
0: okay, alright.
1: Uh, uh, just because on... We're a little too identical there.
0: Fair, fair. You know what? No, no, no. No. Actually, let's do this. I'm going to go 2-1. You. I'm going to go 2-1. I can see Wolves getting a goal. I think it's just a matter of time. I mean, eventually they will have to score a goal. Um <sighs> I mean, so sure? I'm just going to assume that it's going to, I, I would think that, you know, Wolverhampton have enough quality in this team to, to score after three games uh, with I guys mean, like Shinnekao, Nato, Adama Traore. <laughs> so, I mean, Leicester and Tottenham aren't, and obviously United aren't either, but, you know, not the easiest two opening games. Um, yeah, I, I kind not, of. Obviously, you know, the, the easiest had to play against either exactly. But I just, I just I can see I can see Wolves getting on the score sheet here.
1: Yeah, book it, it's it. It's like Neves, I It's like a Neves 28 Neva. yard screamer. It's yeah. Um, It'll be Neves from from 28 and just an absolute lightning bolt. All right, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you go ahead and uh, and go first and and give your homer pick here on Liverpool Chelsea. Yeah,
0: I mean this is oh, it's really hard to call this because Liverpool have looked good, Chelsea have looked very good. You know, I think neither side has really been tested against, like, and I'm not even saying this is a joke. Like, neither side has really been tested so far against one of the top teams. Um, you know, they both played two pretty mediocre sides. And again, I'm not,
1: you know, we like to laugh at Arsenal. And but like, we're just being objective it, now. It, it, we yeah, have to yeah, yeah. We have to treat them a certain um, way if they're going to sh- play a certain way. So. Ex-
0: exactly. Um, I, I, see, won, I'm going to say 2-1 Liverpool. All
1: right. I think they that's... nick it.
0: I think at See, home, in front of a full Anfield, they get the performance they want. Uh, I'm liking how Jota's playing. Salah's playing well. Mane on the score sheet as well. So, look, their front four already have goals this season. I think this team has goals in them. And at the back, they've looked they've looked quite good. I, I, I don't think that Lukaku and Havertz and, you know, I don't know if Bolts is going to play. But Mason Mount, obviously, I, I wouldn't expect they're going to have as easy a time. Uh, breaking down a Liverpool defense with Van Dyke and Robertson and Matip with Fabinho dropping back as well uh, as they were this Arsenal side and a pretty hapless Crystal Palace team.
1: So, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I'm gonna I very one, much but
0: it's going to be a very, very tight game. I really do believe that.
1: Yeah, I I expect this will be one of the few games this year, this and like the city matchups um where where Chelsea really try and put it on Liverpool in terms of trying to control the midfield, uh, I think that's going to be where the battle is for a lot of this game. Is uh, that middle third of the pitch and and seeing how how guys like Kovacic and and uh, Conte and Jorginho put some work in and, and see what they can do against that vaunted Liverpool Klopp midfield. But this game will be one one after sixty minutes, and it'll come down to who can nick uh who can nick that goal first, and yeah. and we're. Where I am splitting with you is that I think Chelsea get Nick that late uh, kind of wow, take the lead really? goal and, and then and then Liverpool draw. Because I don't I don't see a world where uh, Liverpool don't end up with two. I just think Chelsea also end up with two.
0: Yeah, I, I can definitely see that. Um, then I think a lot of it, though, it will depend on who's starting alongside Jorginho in the midfield, whether yeah. it's Conte or Kovacic. Because I think and it also depends on who's starting in the midfield of Liverpool, um, because Henderson only started his first game. Thiago, I don't believe, has started. Uh Fabinho, uh, Fabinho has not started a game. Obviously, um, you know, his father died before shortly before the Berlin game, and our thoughts are with him. But it, it really depends on who Liverpool will, will have available as well. Uh, I think uh, you know, a midfield of Henderson, Fabinho, and Thiago is, is quite a strong one. And I think Liverpool win that midfield battle if they're going up against just Jorginho and Kovacic in the midfield. If it's yeah. Jorginho and Conte. That's a different story, and I'm not saying Liverpool can't win that midfield battle, but it gets a lot tougher for them.
1: Yeah, let's uh let's go over to a fun little little story we started following last week where I pointed out that Bronsby had the one-nil advantage early in the first half against Salzburg. Yeah, Salzburg Uh,
0: came back to win that game. Believe me, I checked (laughs)
1: something like that. Um, Salzburg did come back, but how did they come back through a man who has plenty of late goals in him as the US men's national team? is more than familiar with Brendan Aronson in the 90th minute to take a 2-1 lead going into the second leg. And this kid is, if he gets to play the Champions League, um, he's going to make a name for himself. Whatever group he gets, whatever group he gets in, he's going to, Salzburg are going to nick one result and it's going to be this kid 85th minute or later. He's got a knack for those late goals. And it's going
0: to be, and we all know, it's going to be against United.
1: (sighs) I would feel so conflicted. I will feel less conflicted when, um, you know, Salzburg end up in a Man City group because that's more likely. I mean, United are going to somehow get, uh, you know, Barca and Juve and Bayern.
0: Yeah, I mean, well, just how Barca have looked, that hasn't been too... Uh, I don't think Barca is going to be too much of a challenge because they've been quite I shaky mean, at the back.
1: They're shaky at the back, but they've been putting goals up. And let's let's take a look at the rest of the playoffs. Uh, they finished up... Or they, they finish up today and tomorrow, but... Early on, we've got Shakhtar with the 1-0 lead against Monaco after the first leg. Salzburg with that 2-1 lead over Bronsby after the first leg. Young boys taking a 3-2 lead despite being 1-1 when they had a man sent off in the 25th minute. They were able to pick up goals in the, the 40th and 65th down a man before uh, Ferenciavos grabbed one back late to, to make this second leg interesting, but I expect, with 11 men again, young boys will, will young, print their at spot at in the championship. At League. least
0: get the job done. Um, yeah. I expect Malmo, Shakhtar to get the job done as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. I expect Shakhtar to to take care of business. I expect Salzburg to take care of business. Malmo with a 2-0 uh, victory over Ludo Goretz, and I expect them to, to take care of their business as well.
0: Uh, now, now, the real one is Benfica PSG. Benfica with a 2-1 uh, advantage going into the away at PSV.
1: And that... <sighs> Yeah, I mean, PSV with the away goal, the one nil does it for them. One that's nil true. does it for PSV. Or did we get rid of the away goal rule? Is that you know what we did? I all oh, right, well, that. okay. That, that see, that's, that's why I'm excited because wow. now PSV one nil means that we get thirty extra minutes and we get some penalties potentially. I, I, if if it goes one if nil, it, PSV's if, way. If
0: it, yeah, I'm gonna go one one. I think yeah. figure can see this out. I see them getting on the score sheet, and I just I don't see them conceding more than one. I just. Between, if, if you look at the teams over the past few years that have been, you know, more of a presence, uh, I would say it's Benfica. So that's just what I'm going to go for. Um, yeah. Having I, said that, though, PSV, and, and not to mention PSV, just sold Dumfries, uh, Dumfries to 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 Inter. So that's a defender that you know has been quite solid for them over the past few years. He has, but he, he didn't
1: didn't feature in that that matchup last week. And but yeah, I mean, sold to Inter. Yeah, but let's let's see what uh let's see what Goza can do, for for this PSV side. Um, we will. I mean it, I that those are the two guys on this on these lineups that I'm gonna circle and, and take a look at is is Goza and Xiao Mario. Uh, let's see what either one can do, um, when when the pressure's really on, when the chance to play six Champions League games uh presents itself, which one of them will finish their chances?
0: Exactly, and it obviously all depends on the the draw and the luck they get in the draw,
1: but. Let's get to oh we've got sorry, we've got the last one. Um sheriff 3-0 over Dynamo Zagreb. I have no idea who these guys are, but their I have logo no idea who
0: Sheriff is their, their logo, logo is an
1: old school, like you know, wild west five-pointed uh star with the little circles on the end sheriff badge. And, they ha- and it's they have gorgeous a player,
0: they have a player named the Dama Triore. And he scored
1: twice. I think you could. I think you could field a, a squad of Adama Triores in European football. I'm sure there's probably you know 12 to 18 of them. I think you could I'm put together you, a whole I squad. Not, I would
0: not want to face a team of Adama Triores, but I mean, I, I'm expecting them. Though I mean, they should see this off uh, comfortably, and who knows? Oh. Maybe they'll make a good run because they. I mean, they have a cool. Logo. I mean, they they get such the, good experience in the Moldovan
1: insane. national division. Yeah. Have a good yeah
0: exactly that's my point and they have and they have a Dama Triore yeah um, and so when I you mean, have a Dama Triore no matter which Dama Triore you have a chance
1: they're they're comfortably fifth in Moldovan football which is whew, that is a champion team tier squad right there I, I cannot get over the fact that their name is Sheriff. it's beautiful I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I just it's I just art can't. it's incredible and and they oh go God, by man. the yellow blacks or the wasps but. Um, I think we might call them the sheriffs or the deputies if they end up in, in a group uh, that we care about and and take care of business today.
0: Indeed. Or um, no, they're
1: tomorrow. But yeah, they. I mean, what, what other de-
0: positions are are there? Like county police uh, that that like that they, that can rival them. I mean, that's it.
1: It's really just the deputies. Deputies. Okay. Yes. No. No. But
0: in this case, it would just be
1: deputy. Yeah, not um, so, not deputies, just just the yeah. one.
0: I don't know. I mean, I think maybe sheriff could give it a good row, a uh, good a good run. But watch out All for right, governor. Watch out for yeah. governor. Um, you let's know, let's get course. out of here
1: before we make any real fools of ourselves. Um, any last things you want to say before we wrap it up and and think, start planning the most ridiculous international break episode we can come up with?
0: Yeah, because the you know the last the I mean the last in, the last time there was a uh, fall international break. We didn't have a show. So this is our first show with, you know, only three games played and international football to cover uh, or more particularly, you know, teams like Germany and France, just destroying the Macedonians hey, of the world. world cup qualifiers. Uh,
1: the world cup is really around the corner. Now that we get to these qualifiers, it, it really is. Um, so we'll probably, that- we'll probably put that episode out a little later in the week because we'll probably wait till the end of Tuesday and the end of the transfer season and yeah. and probably episode will be recorded late tuesday and we'll put it out wednesday the first but we'll have all the official transfer news as everything gets finalized but i mean mckinney possibly out of juve ronaldo possibly out of juve
0: um and even mbappe possibly out of psg so uh you know like the transfer window anything can happen i don't want to speculate too much and i don't know if you do either jeff but definitely a lot of stories to keep your eye on
1: yeah uh Teams interested in McKinney. Uh, if you're an American listening as a fan of Aston Villa, that'd be a great addition. Or if you're a fan of Spurs, he's been he's he been, been linked, linked to a straight swap with Ndombélé. Who, if you go for Ndombélé, then what are they doing? Because how can I, you? I, how can I, the you last want a guy? Checked,
0: who, it was Sissoko, which would be even worse. Um,
1: no, I don't. I don't think Sissoko's is bad actually, because Ndombélé is just absolutely the like. How do you go after a guy who can't make it into the starting squad because he doesn't work hard enough? Like that's such a tell that like please don't buy this player. It also just doesn't make any
0: sense because you, you know Allegri and you know the sort of pragmatism and work rate he requires and the defensive commitment he requires. Which is so, which is why it's wild that
1: yeah that that he's out on McKinney who has like, those qualities it, exactly. McKinney has all those qualities and yet somehow Allegri's like McKinney. Nah, I don't want him. Give me it, give me some it, guy who doesn't work at all
0: and. When when Juve signed him last year, it was on loan, and in around March they just exercised the right to buy him uh, on a permanent basis. So I don't, I I just, I don't understand why they're looking to sell him, Uh, particularly when you have midfielders like Ramsey on 400k a week who just offer nothing to this team. Um, But on McKinney, I do want to add, I think Bayern have expressed an interest as well. Um, So I mean, I don't know if he's ready for Bayern. Like.
1: That's such He's a ready different tier.
0: He's ready for Juventus. I mean, I, think uh,
1: can... oh yeah. You know, fourth place in Serie A is really, you know, there's still a okay, step up how to much, be made.
0: How, there's a step up to be made, but I, I still do think that he would be, a well, he the, wouldn't start, but he would get regular
1: time. That, in, see, that's LA my Oaks. concern is I think, I think it might be better for him to go start at Spurs consistently week in, week out, or go start at Villa consistently and get that kind of playing time versus the, you know, plays in the league games during Champions League weeks for Bayern, and plays in the cup games for Bayern. That and and you know maybe is a sub for them, but I really think he he would do well to to get a full ninety minutes every week that he can expect.
0: I agree, and look, I mean, I say this as a Juve fan and uh, fan of American soccer. I hope he stays, and I hope he plays. Yeah, um, I because I, I genuinely I hope he's he stays better at than Fabio and Bentancur and, and Ramsey. He he yeah. simply is.
1: Um, right. So let's. But yeah. Let's skedaddle, and uh, and we'll we'll talk again next week and keep everyone up to date on all the transfer news. We'll break down next week's results, and we'll look and ahead towards doing some. Yeah, the Champions, League draw.
0: Some, we'll, we'll yeah, the Champions
1: well. League draw will will uh that is officially Thursday, sometime in the early afternoon Eastern Time. I don't have the exact time on me, but it'll be. I think, I think it's,
0: it's twelve or one.
1: Yeah, it's it's something either like that. it's right around there, but. Yeah, pay attention on Thursday. We'll know who's in the Champions League groups, and uh, I'm sure Perry and I will be live-tweeting exactly uh, how displeased we are that City got the easiest group possible. Um, I mean, they'll probably get Sheriff, Salzburg, and Sevilla.
0: No, but we said easy groups, so we don't (laughs) want Sheriff in there.
1: Um, You're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Someone... um,
0: No, they're going to get Sevilla, Benfica, and, like, Salzburg.
1: Yeah, and... No, Porto, sorry, sorry, Porto
0: not but been- there we go yeah there we go. yeah um but yeah with that uh, i am alex purry alongside jeff Asahauser. and thank you very much for tuning in we will see you next week